0: This is another episode of Main Corpse. I am your host, Matt. And I'm Kelsey. This is Kelsey. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. Welcome to Main Corpse. Welcome back. We're super excited today because we have some stuff from one of the bakeries that we absolutely love um, and we're going to explain how we got it here in just a moment because we we love these folks and we're going to try <laughs> literally one of everything that they have. It, it's it's going to get really interesting. I'm Matt and I'm Kelsey and welcome back. I think we have an amazing episode for you today. Yeah. I think yeah, you, you never know with us. It's you're, you're you know it's hit or gonna, miss. You're gonna get you're gonna get what you get with us. Um, no meth fueled yeti murder today not today not today that was last time hopefully a one-time thing except for the follow-up that i promised if we get more info but do you want to explain what we have sitting in front of us right now so we got a goodie bag we Um, did oh and
1: it's not one not two not three not four but five different things for us to try i know and i'm so excited about it um Leroy's Bakery gave us a goodie bag to try out. Um, we've got pumpkin spice cupcakes, um, chocolate peanut butter cupcakes, brownies, cinnamon roll, and galettes. And they they also gave us the butter pecan cookie, but you guys already know how I feel yeah, about you that. You know it's so. amazing.
0: And <laughs> you also already heard us um, in the live episode from the Farmer's Market talk about their amazing bread. Yes. Um, and you also heard us bring up uh, the vanilla cupcake while we were recording at the Farmer's Market. So, yeah. Um, you've already heard those. Now we're going to go through the re- literally the rest of everything they make. Uh, so I am super excited. I'm going to let you pick where we start, and mm. uh, we'll go from there.
1: Let's start with the pumpkin spice and then move to the cinnamon roll. And if we do Golette, we can do the brownie and cupcake, and that way the flavor profile is not...
0: Perfect. terrible that sounds great right, to me let's go um i'm
1: so you're gonna excited. twist
0: my arm to have me try a pumpkin spice cupcake oh there. shut up i don't know how they get it so light and fluffy i don't know either The are always bakery i'm annoyed with you
1: no you're not you love them because
0: this is so good
1: mm-hmm. tell
0: me tell me all of your secrets that was cream cheese frosting right definitely i'm not off on that mm-hmm. you're you're the one with the the, the better palate. So it had a very thick um, cream cheese frosting that had just the right consistency. Um, the cake was super light, super airy. It had the right grain to it. It was really, really good. Um, it was and so it was, moist from the pumpkin, Yeah, super too. moist. And it had like that. And, you know, I'm going to say something. I like that the pumpkin spice wasn't overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it had it was more, more of a pumpkin flavor. Yeah.
0: Um it looked like a spice cake, but it tasted more like a like a good pumpkin roll.
1: Yeah. Very,
0: it really very good. Did. All right. So what are we going to next? Cinnamon roll. <clears throat> Ooh, hi. My favorite thing on earth is a good cinnamon roll. Oh my gosh.
1: So Matt said he was gonna take the rest of the cinnamon roll home with him. And he is. And I feel like I'm gonna have to make him into an episode because I'm gonna
0: keep it. We will fight about that after we've oh my recording. gosh,
1: that is such a good texture on the cinnamon roll itself,
0: you know um i think I think you're just over i think I think what you're doing is you're overselling it, so you know it's not that good. I'll take it off your hands and I'll keep it.
1: I'll um, do that for you, okay, um it's amazing it's 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 outrageous. so good. The texture of the actual cinnamon roll has the best texture. It's light, mm-hmm. it's soft, it's a little bit doughy,
0: which I love. It's it's so it's doughy in just the right way.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the frosting itself, they waited for this to bare minimum mostly cool because the frosting isn't super melted. Nope. But it's nice and thick and cream oh, cheesy and. Yeah. It's decadent.
0: I I am going to seek them out to buy those from now on. I need one of those uh I need one of those every Monday morning to start my week so I know that it's going in the right direction. Yeah. From the very start.
1: Yeah, um, I had a cinnamon roll from a bakery in um St. Clairsville this past weekend and they were all right and they were fine and they were they were fresh but not that. <laughs> I would have literally fought somebody for the last one of these. Yes. And the last one there. Couldn't give it away almost. Uh-huh.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: I mean it was fine and everyone was like, Yeah, I mean it's really good. But mm.
0: gotcha. Yeah. So the other thing I'm gonna say that I love about them so far, I feel like all of their baked goods have what we both like, mm-hmm. which is they pull it out a little bit before you probably should, so it's a little bit doughy and nice and soft. I love that. So, let's do this.
1: Okay. We're trying the golette now disclaimer this is one of my favorite cookies it's so simple what's the face
0: matt i've never had a galette before oh yeah this is my first one <sighs> i love it <laughs> do you know what it's reminded me of what's that the aftertaste has a little bit do you know um honeycomb cereal mm-hmm. it has the aftertaste of really good honeycomb cereal
1: i can see that if i did anything would add just a little bit more vanilla to this recipe. But that is strictly that's, a personal opinion and unnecessary.
0: I actually think it's perfect the way it is. Um, if it had more vanilla, I would not be put off. I would probably like it just as much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you could make... That's,
1: that's the only thing I have to say about it, Because though.
0: I love it. Now, this, with a cup of coffee?
1: That's perfection. why I love We these. should have
0: made coffee for this.
1: We should have, and I didn't because I'm a monster.
0: Yeah, we we are terrible people because as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to go get some coffee and finish this off with a cup of coffee because that is perfect. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, so what's next?
1: Do you want to do the cupcake or the brownie? I'm thinking cupcake.
0: (sighs) I'm thinking save that brownie for last because I've got a feeling I'm going to have some strong opinions on it just from looking at it.
1: Me too. So let's do the... Yeah chocolate and peanut butter
0: which is one of my favorite cupcakes. look flavors. at the texture of this peanut butter frosting oh man smell it there's so much peanut butter in that so when you smell the frosting it it smells like a jar of peanut butter
1: it tastes like the inside of a peanut butter ball this is ridiculous this is crap this is crap they cannot be this talented <laughs> i <laughs> so refuse
0: to believe it from now on our our podcast is called main corpse eats leroy's bakery uh, and we will try something new every week from Leroy's Bakery. And So, uh, yeah.
1: Leroy's Bakery, get on it and have something new every week for mm-hmm. us. Oh my gosh, this chocolate cake. Matt's hit the table twice
0: now. I'm sorry I'm hitting the table. It's that good. The chocolate cake, that's some of the best chocolate cake I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I love this chocolate cake. ma'am.
1: I don't know if they just were like, you know what, we're going to perfect like five, six things. And just leave it alone. Oh, my gosh. I think they did.
0: They definitely have. All um, right. So, so far, how many things have we tried from them? Can we count it before we try this, Brownie? So, we had the cookie. The cookie. The bread. hmm Three
1: kinds of cupcakes.
0: Yep. That's
1: five. The cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. The galette. Is that it? I think so. So, seven things.
0: So, my question for you. Have you ever tried seven things from the same place and loved every one of them?
1: No. I've yes. never done it before. That's a lie. There's a bakery in Columbus that I am just obsessed with on like an unhealthy level.
0: Okay, because but I've this is never, a much easier drive for me. I've never <laughs> had this happen before, where I'm I'm this impressed with everything. Let's that a go place to Columbus.
1: Makes. So before I start, I have to talk about how fudgy this brownie looks before I even get to bite into it. <laughs> As a brownie connoisseur.
0: Oh, my God. I know. So the outside of the brownie is crispy, almost. So the sides, the top, the... It's some, just some, yeah, the bottom. It's got a bark. Yeah, it's got a bark all the way around it. Mm-hmm. And the inside is the most decadent-tasting chocolate flavor I've ever had in my it, entire life.
1: It's almost the texture of, like, a truffle mm-hmm. ganache.
0: Like it, it is... Somehow they've made a brownie that... It has the outside of a brownie and the inside of a truffle. What are you people doing? You know what? What are you doing?
1: They made a deal with the
0: devil. They have to have.
1: I don't don't know how else you'd be this good at one thing.
0: So we... So, um, Leroy's Bakery, we need to know what street you met him on, like what crossroads, uh, and what you had to give up because we would like to go do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to give it up for the perfect podcast voice. That's... I'm going to... I'm punch him in the face, you guys. <laughs> Wait, I don't have to. I've got the silky dulcet tones that everybody tunes in for. <laughs> I'm sorry. They still I just show said up that. on my episodes. They do. Barely, but they do. You know. You you keep bringing <laughs> the uh, the chocolate, and I'll keep bringing the audio chocolates.
1: Uh-huh. I hate you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Um, as much as I hate to leave Leroy's behind and get into our episode, what do you think? You think it's time? I don't want to. I don't either. You I want just... to eat the
1: rest of the brownie. <laughs>
0: so we're gonna. So we're gonna stop here. The episode's over, and we're gonna go to Leroy's Bakery and and go get some. Uh, I know you guys. Some extra
1: stuff. Or an at-home bakery. Now we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm gonna have to move in.
0: Yeah. Can you adopt us? We'll just I... move right in.
1: Yeah, I have a really cute kid. If you were ever wanting grandkids, you know. It's fine.
0: I don't have a cute kid, however, I do have a cute dog, and I have nice hair.
1: Wow, and Mm -hmm. a velvety smooth voice. That's right.
0: (laughs) That's right. You could monetize this. All right. (laughs) We could. We can't, but you could. We can't. Yeah, we're not good at it, but you could. (laughs) Uh, If you guys can make these these delicious uh, sweets, then you can probably find a way to do that.
1: So just just thinking on the we want to be adopted by mm-hmm. these people because they bake so well. Can you imagine the Sunday morning pancakes? I
0: can't. And I I don't I would die within 2 years of <laughs> diabetic coma.
1: My my diabetes would be significantly out of be, control.
0: It would be ugly. It would be super ugly. So as a matter of fact, actually we should probably just stay away from them. Because they're going to kill us. It's going to be no, with kindness. <laughs> with though. Kindness. So it's fine. Yeah, honestly, some of the nicest people on earth. True. Uh, we we loved talking to them, um, hanging out with them for a second while we were at the farmers market. So anytime we're there and you see us, uh, just bring that sample plate on around, and we will take one of everything.
1: Definitely. And um, I'm going to go broke next time I'm there.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I'm not going to wait till the end like I did this time and only get two cookies.
0: Well, you'll have to wait until spring now.
1: Nuh, I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna make an order.
0: <laughs> you really mean that too. too? By the time they listen to this, by the time they listen to this episode, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, we've already made like three hundred dollars on them." <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our subject for the day.
1: And, All right, uh, buckle
0: up, guys. Buckle up. So again, thank you, Leroy's Bakery. Leroy. Le La <laughs> Leave me alone. I was trying to be fancy. <laughs> I'm never gonna live it down. That's gonna be a permanent. Um, you know, I was thinking we should we should talk to them and ask them if we can make a shirt that has the two pronunciations on it <laughs> and nothing else. Okay, so for today's story, I have decided to once again blur the line between reality and fiction. Have you ever watched Jeepers Creepers before?
1: have I, I oh my god it was my first horror movie as like a young adult teenagery person i was
0: like 10 okay so let me set the scene for anyone who hasn't watched this movie it came out in 2001 it is Amazing an absolutely movie. excellent monster movie that has a rather checkered past oh do tell but i'm not going to get into that that's not the story for today that's a story for a different day if I ever decide to cover it. So, 2001 horror like, movie.
1: You can't give me the bait and then just be like,
0: no, we're not that's, talking that's about movies today. That's why I told you today. we might not be going there. Well, we I... are. We are. Because I'm about to shock you in a minute. So, 2001 horror film written and directed by Victor Salva. If you know who Victor Salva is, you know that there is a big issue with Victor Salva. Oh, I'm not going to get into it. That's the thing I'm not going to get into. I will explain after this is over. Those of you who are seasoned horror vets likely know what I'm talking about. So disappointed. It has to do with a film called Clown House. And it's a very disturbing story. Which I won't get into right now. So, basically, this movie opens with two siblings. Kind of on a road trip. I guess you could say. Technically on a road trip. And... There is a maniac in a big truck who speeds up on them and passes them. Well, as they're driving, they pass an area where they see the truck parked, and they see somebody dumping a body down, like, basically what looks like a manhole. Am I explaining mm. that correctly? Yeah, I would say so. Then the thing that is dumping the body sees that they've, that he's been seen by these two and begins to stalk them.
1: My question is,
0: why does he care? That's a really good question. So now, let's leave that behind for a moment, and let's talk about how Jeepers Creepers is based on a true story. Oh, I knew that! Okay. Let's talk about the fact that Jeepers Creepers is based on a true story, and it is the story of one Dennis Depew. Have you ever heard of Dennis DePew before? I have not. So, there is, to my knowledge, there's nothing here. Um, I'm I'm just going to say this. No one who made the movie, to my knowledge, has ever acknowledged that the opening, or the setup, for Jeepers Creepers is based on a true story. But when you hear the story, there is absolutely no way. They didn't see the episode of Unsolved Mysteries that featured the story of Dennis DePew.
1: What year? When did that episode air? <clears throat> uh,
0: it would have been the early 90s. We'll get into it in just one second. I love it. Let's That's go. What we're getting into. Okay, so let's get into the details. 46-year-old Dennis DePew was wanted for the murder of his 48-year-old estranged wife, Marilyn. He used to have a job as a property assessor, and she was a Coldwater High School guidance counselor. They'd been married for a few years and were raising three children together. Um, There was a lot of tension in their marriage after she claimed that he became withdrawn. He accused her of attempting to um, weaponize their children against him. Um, She often told friends that she was extremely unhappy and wanted a divorce. In 1989, after 18 years of marriage, Marilyn officially filed for divorce. She told her attorney that Dennis was trying to ruin her life um, and would not let her make decisions on her own. He tried to keep the marriage intact. Um, My understanding, I read that he tried to get her to go to marriage counseling. He tried to... um, the, The stuff that... Men back in the day did, showed up with some flowers and trying to say everything's okay. I mean, and, at
1: least you didn't turn her over to an asylum.
0: Yeah. he Had it been, you know, 40 years earlier, he totally could have, apparently. Uh, we learned that in our live episode <laughs> from, uh, from the Bridgeport Farmer's Market. So... Go check that out if you're Casually confused. name yeah. drop them again. Yeah. Na- always name drop them. They're they're some of our they best are, friends. They really We're are. Great, they're great. Great folks over there. Um, always support them because supporting them means supporting us. So go do it. All right. Um, even though he tried to keep the marriage intact, the divorce was finalized in December of 1989. He was granted bi-weekly visitation rights, but their children were extremely reluctant to spend time with him. Oh, Every, that's a red flag. Uh, everything that I read, um, he was not a <clears throat> super chill dude. We'll leave it at that. Um, he was also given access to the guest house, which was part of their property, which he used as an office. Um, it was believed that he used that as an excuse to maintain some level of control over the family. Everything that I've read, this dude was a control freak. Uh, he, he did not... Um, he did not like the idea of relinquishing control over his wife or his children. They were his property. Uh, to, from, like I said, from what I've read, from people who were familiar with the uh, with the family. Um, Marilyn got so nervous that she went on to change the locks on the doors, but he still managed to find a way to enter the home on several occasions. Yeah, so this guy was definitely, definitely not. Um, well put together mentally. We'll leave that how how you want to take that. Um, on Easter Sunday, which was April 15th of 1990, Dennis arrived at the home to pick up their two children. Um, their younger daughter, Julie, had already refused to go with him and would not get in the car. When he went inside... Their son, uh, who was named Scott, was also reluctant to go. Marilyn tried to talk to him, and he became angry and started screaming at her. He then grabbed her and pushed her down the stairs. Um, At the bottom of the stairs, he continued to beat her, even after their children begged him to stop. And from accounts that I've read, um, they also... Uh, They also um, physically attempted to make him stop. Oh. Yeah, really ugly stuff. Um, Their oldest daughter, Jennifer, ran to the neighbor's house to call the police. Dennis then carried a seriously injured Marilyn back up the stairs. He told their children um, that he was taking her to the hospital, um, but they never arrived there. An immediate and widespread search began. So this is where it starts to have some similarities. Okay. Later that day, Ray and Marie Thornton were going on a Sunday drive on Snow Perry Road outside of Coldwater when a speeding van came up behind them, got very close to their bumper, and then sped around them. Okay. They noticed that the license plate began with a G and a Z, but didn't pay much attention until a few minutes later. As they passed an abandoned school, Marie noticed the driver, so the van was pulled in, um, and Marie noticed the driver carrying a bloody sheet around the side of the abandoned school. Okay,
1: so let me stop you where you were. First mm-hmm. of all, why did this man speed around her? So Why was he in a hurry?
0: We, I don't know. My, I, I truly don't because know.
1: Because here's the thing. I... One of the biggest parts of a crime is getting away with that crime. Correct. By acting erratically and mm-hmm. speeding up on their bumper, whipping around them, you have to know in the back of your mind they're still going to be going on the same stretch of road. They're going to physically
0: see you. Mm-hmm. Are you
1: setting them up to be, what, witnesses, so, victims? Like, so the
0: thing is, and I get where you're coming from, but you're thinking rationally. We're talking about a guy here correct. who, when he got divorced... Um, demanded the use of the guest house on the property so he could spy on his children and wife and managed to break into their home on several occasions before pushing her down the steps and beating her in front of her own children. We're not talking about someone who thought his actions through. We're talking about someone who was literally driven by impulse.
1: But you have all the time on that drive to come up with how you're going to get away with this.
0: Yeah. I mean, And he just didn't think about it? I don't think he cared. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, again, the van drives right by them. All right? And to set the scene, um, apparently the schoolhouse was on the right-hand side of the road that they were driving Mm -hmm. down. And as they pass the school, they see the van parked. And Marie turns and looks and sees him walking around the side of the school carrying something in a sheet that was covered in blood. So literally the opening of Jeepers Creepers. Correct. The truck pulls right up behind them, goes around them, and then they see him later on parked beside the road disposing of something. So um, they they didn't quite know what they had seen, um, and they kind of kept driving by, and eventually the same van, pulled up behind them and began riding their bu- their bumper for several miles. Finally, Ray turned off the highway and they noticed that the van pulled off on the side of the road. So they pulled off the road and they noticed that the van also pulled off the road, but not down the road that they went, like on the side of the main road that they had just pulled off of. Okay. Um, so like he's waiting off. to see if they came back. They turned around and and drove back to the intersection where they had pulled off, and they noticed the driver was now out of his van and changing the license plate on the van. Yeah. Um, As they drove by, the door was wide open, and they noticed that a large amount of blood covered the passenger side door. They decided to return to the school. So we're talking about a couple brave people here. They're literally in the middle of nowhere. They see this person in the van. They drive back and decide to go back to the school where they saw this happening. The
1: part that's really like upsetting for me at this point, while the murder is terrible, is he had the wherewithal to change his license plate, yeah. but not to not
0: speed around a van. Yeah. Like... Or another car. like Yeah, my, my question while I'm listening to this, I'm like, why would you not find an isolated place, pull off, and wait until night to do all this and then not speed around people and not make it obvious that you were doing something to where people would kind of know to look for you? Little odd. So once they got back to the school, um, so they decided to return to the school where they actually found the bloody sheet uh, behind the school stuffed into an animal hole like a hole that a gopher or a groundhog had made, he had stuffed the sheet down into a hole behind the school. Okay. Um, So tire tracks at the school um, were confirmed to have belonged to Dennis's van, and the blood on the sheet was matched to Marilyn. Based on the evidence, it appeared that he had killed her, obviously. Um, However, it wasn't until the next day that this was confirmed when highway workers discovered her body near a deserted road in Bethel Township. Um, she had been shot once in the back of the head. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, there's a little more on this one. Um, a few days later. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. How was this an unsolved mystery? Well, because they didn't catch him. Okay. He managed to get away. Gotcha. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Okay, sorry. So a few days later, Dennis sent several bizarre rambling letters to friends and family. In these letters, he tried to justify Marilyn's death. He did not try to say he didn't do it. He spent his time in these bizarre letters trying to explain why he had to do it. Where are the kids this whole time? I who knows maybe with family I would assume. Um, altogether, he sent a total of seventeen, and they were postmarked in Virginia, Iowa, and Oklahoma. So within several days of the murder, he was literally driving all over the country because those are three very different states that are very far away from each other. Um, so the episode that um, that of unsolved mysteries first aired on March twentieth, nineteen ninety one.
1: I was yet to be born.
0: Yep. <laughs> I was only four. All right, so now let's talk about the results. This case was solved. At 8.30 p.m. on the night of the broadcast, a woman named Mary arrived at her home outside of Dallas, Texas. Her boyfriend, Hank Queen, was already there. His van was parked in the driveway, which was out of the ordinary because he usually kept it inside the garage. Um, she came inside. it was a murder van. She came inside... Um, He told her that his mother was very ill and that he needed to make an emergency trip home. He asked her uh, to make him some sandwiches for the trip. She felt (laughs) that something else was going on. So, yeah, this guy said, get in the kitchen and make me some sandwiches. Is anybody shocked? No one is
1: shocked by this. Nobody is
0: shocked at all. I'm
1: speaking for all of you creeps.
0: Yeah, you guys are all like, well, of course he did. Yeah. Yeah. she felt that something else was going on, uh, but wasn't sure what it was. Um, as he gathered up his clothes and some personal items, he gave her instructions on preparing the food for his trip. After putting his belongings in the van, he said goodbye to her, and um, she could tell something uh, was definitely on his mind, and she had a feeling that she would never see him again. Later that night, Larry... Congratulations. Later that night, Mary was shocked to learn that Hank, Queen, was actually Dennis and that he had just been featured on the broadcast. She believes um, that he was watching the show and deliberately keeping her distracted in the kitchen um, so that she could not see it um, and that he could leave. Um, Interestingly, uh, she had been suspicious of him in the past, asking a private investigator to look into him.
1: Not a very good investigator. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, one of Mary's friends called the telecenter and provided authorities with a Texas license plate number of Dennis's van.
1: We love a girl boss.
0: Four hours later, his life came to a violent end just across the Louisiana Mississippi state border. When Louisiana state troopers spotted Dennis's van, they attempted to pull him over. When he began to lead the police on a 15 mile high speed chase and broke through two police barricades, Um, Warren County, Mississippi Sheriff uh, Paul Barrett told his deputies that if the van refused to to stop, they should shoot out his front tires. They missed the front ones, but got both of the back ones. Dennis traveled about half a mile before his van came to a stop. And around 4 a.m., after firing two shots through his windshield at the deputies um, and another through an open window, he turned the gun on himself and took his own life. Paul believes that he intended to die that night, either by deputy gunfire or by his own hand. Dennis um, was the very first fugitive featured on a broadcast who committed suicide when they attempted to apprehend him. So um, I want to give a quick shout out this information. I could not find a lot of info on this until I found the Unsolved Mysteries wiki. Um, And got this information. So really good stuff. Really good explanation of what happened. uh, Because all the other stories I read were literally all over the place. And a lot of them really played up the Jeepers Creepers thing um, a little bit too much for my own comfort. Yeah. Because the setup for for the beginning of Jeepers Creepers is obviously influenced by this case. However... Um, well
1: it makes more sense when there's a big spooky monster who needs pieces of people Right, he probably got close to them using his like insane ability to smell things on people Mm -hmm. that he needed and utilized that like whipping around them and stuff Mm -hmm. to both irritate them, find them give them a reason to see him dump a body and spook them, like it makes sense why the monster Contrary to what I said at the beginning, it makes sense that the monster would do that. But and Jeepers
0: did, Creepers, or why did Dennis do it? Why did Dennis do it? I don't know. He um, had the he was smart
1: enough to change his license plate, move to Texas, take another fucking name.
0: I I sorry, Chris. I think his um again his his want to control everything as much as possible and his um, erratic nature is what's to blame. He he clearly was not. And I hate to say this because it sounds demeaning a little bit. Uh, he was not a smart man. He wasn't smart. It, Serial it doesn't, killers
1: generally aren't. Regular yeah. killers generally aren't.
0: Yeah, it, it, he's he's not very smart. And I think I think you're you're right because I believe that most rational people who would never go out and and take someone's life. Um, think things through more than the erratic people do. Um, Nothing about what he did made sense. Nothing.
1: I feel like his was genuinely a crime of passion in the moment and not at all planned. Yeah. Whereas the most fascinating are the people
0: who do plan it out. Yeah, I agree. So I'll tell you the other thing that really gets me about this case. So this all happened in 1990, Mm -hmm. specifically Around Easter of 1990, which would have been, what, March or is that April? March or April. Yeah, March or April um, is when it would have happened. And literally, the case aired March 20th, 1991. Um, and that is the same night that this was all brought to an end. In one year, he managed to move to Texas, change his name, move in with a woman. And, kept his fucking van. Yeah, kept the same van. This man did not think things through. So when I when I first heard the connection, I was like I was like, "Oh wow, that's why." Does it make wild. sense
1: to keep the van though? And let no. me explain why. Let me explain myself.
0: Okay, all right.
1: If he had dumped the van,
0: okay. It would have been easier to find. Okay. They would have known at least the area that he was in. Exactly. Okay. And that's why he's
1: driving around sending postcards from everywhere but Texas. He didn't mm. send them from Texas, right?
0: Nope, the uh, there exactly. were Iowa, Oklahoma, uh-huh. and Virginia. And Texas is a big old state, too. Sure so is. So finding someone in Texas would probably be a little tough. Unless All right.
1: you're aired on Unsolved Mysteries yeah. and your girlfriend's friend sees it.
0: Hey, make me some sandwiches. Don't pay attention to the TV. Huh? Like, what? Oh, my gosh.
1: Yep. Was he just watching Unsolved Mysteries the whole time? Like... Someday is going to be she, my episode. She
0: thinks she thinks he was watching it while she was making. Tr- stuff I just for the meant trip. is he
1: turning it on every oh, night yeah. that it airs, waiting
0: for the day he appears on it? Probably. Pro- you pro- Yeah, I would. I would guess you're right.
1: See, that's also something that shows that he had some ability to think things through.
0: Yeah, and I didn't go watch the episode. I'm assuming you can find it streaming or on YouTube because it is a pretty high profile one because it's a, a famous case. Um, Both because what it meant for Unsolved Mysteries. Again, he was caught the night that it aired. Like, that's pretty big for a pretty important and big show. And um, also because it has something to do with uh, a pretty legendary monster flick. So, Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have.
1: (laughs) I don't have any other questions that don't make sense. So I think we're good. (laughs) All right. I
0: think we're all right. So someday... um, I may go into the story behind the director of Jeepers Creepers, but we're going to have to put a big ol' trigger warning on that one. Do it. By the way, I have the movie that was of made famous you by that. Everyone does. No, I don't have, it's not Jeepers <laughs> Creepers, it's a movie called Clown House, and it only ever got a release on VHS. I think you've told me about this. I think I have. All right. So that is all we have time for today. Um, do you want to let everybody know where they can listen to us at? iHeartRadio, heard can radio, find us?
1: Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Amazon Music, Anchor. Did I miss any?
0: Um, did you say Audible? This is the first one I said this week. Oh, way. it is. I missed it. Oops. No, I don't think you did. You can find us all over the dang place. You can Google You really us.
1: can Google yeah. us, and it takes you right to our Spotify link. If you don't like Spotify, which I don't know why you wouldn't, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts.
0: It's Audible, Amazon Music, all those all those beautiful places. And
1: other wonderful places where you find wonderful, fantastic, compelling podcasts, but us.
0: Us as well. Yeah. All right. Stay creepy, Stay you freaking creepy. weirdos.